coal mining 17 year old girls and giant excavators and dump trucks coming up on the anti-woke podcast been watching a couple youtube videos make me want to blather one of them is called how illegal coal mining became one of the most dangerous jobs in india and it's about this 17 year old indian girl who is like an illegal coal miner like they have this coal mine in india and you know they got they've got those dump trucks where the tire is like twice as tall as a person and the whole dump truck is the size of a, a pretty good sized house you know which is just that's the modern way of mining coals you dig it up with some giant machine and you put it into giant dump trucks and you put it on trains etc and you know in america or canada wherever you're talking uh, they don't let like people just kind of wander into the coal mine and take some coal for themselves but in india that's what they do and i'm not an expert i just watched seven minutes of a video but it seems like there's a man who's kind of down at where the coal is coming from you know basically they stay away from the giant trucks and the roads and the whatever they're kind of they're kind of next to the mine and there's a man who man there who's hacking away at the coal to break it up so that it can be put into baskets and then the rest of the workers seem to be women and usually young women i mean one of them is like 12 years old anyways and they just they fill up baskets with coal and they put it on top of their heads and then they <laughs> take it like a mile or two back to where their house is and like the, the the path that they're walking on, they don't get to use the roads. The path, you know, the path is like, just think of the, like the steepest, most dangerous path you ever seen, like on a, I don't know, national park hike or something. And I don't know. They're saying this 17 year old girl, she weighs 90 pounds apparently, and she's able to carry 90 pounds of coal in a basket on top of her head, and then she goes down these hiking trail looking things that. Um, They'd be fine. They'd be fine. You would enjoy hiking on them if you're a hiker, but not with 90 pounds on your head. And they do it all barefoot. And coal needs to be processed before it's usable. So basically, they have to take all the coal back home. They put it in a big pile, and then they light it on fire. And they let it burn for itself um, for eight hours, I think she says, for six to eight hours overnight. And then you get something you can sell. And so one of the, the crazy parts about this, the only you know, the reason why I'm making this podcast is I just wanted to throw in this fact that wherever this, whatever this place in India is, right? They got a, you know, it's a it's a place that has a lot of coal that's under the ground, and it doesn't seem to be too far under the ground. You don't have to dig that far. You're not going, you're not doing, you know, like in, I think in West Virginia or something. Classically, they used to do coal mines that would go like you know three thousand feet under the ground and they'd have miners with their you know headlamps on but this ain't like that and apparently if you expose coal to the air it can catch on fire by itself and they didn't explain exactly how that works but i imagine it's the coal dust and static electricity like i used to be an electrician and there's all sorts of rules about dust shoot i can't even remember the names of the stuff but anyways there's a bunch of rules about 
the different sizes of like, you know, dust or particulates, you know, like you could have like sawdust in the air that can cause an explosion. You can have dust in the air, like flour dust in a factory that does flour or something can cause an explosion. And anyways, I imagine that's the problem with coal. But here was the crazy part is like, she's got this little shack or how, you know, whatever. It's her house. It's her house. It's fine. Um, in America, you'd call it a piece of crap house, but in India, it has a it has walls and a roof, and I don't want to denigrate it. But in any case, they have to throw down mats. I think they use like burlap sacks. But anyways, they have to throw stuff onto the ground because the ground is hot. Because there's so much coal that's on fire underneath the ground, like all over, you know, underneath the whole city, underneath the whole who knows what. And obviously, unfortunately, where they live is insanely hot. Apparently, they do it from 4 a.m. to 10 a.m. And after that, you can't, you can't even touch the black coal in the sun because it gets so hot, it'll burn your fingers. But so at least, whatever. They're not going to be cold at night. Maybe in the winter, it's good. I don't know. But I That's why I'm making this podcast is because I've never heard of a place where the ground is like constantly heated, almost like a... You know, it's not as hot as a stove, but you get the idea. And the whole situation just made me think of some thoughts that I might throw out. And so the first one is like, you know, here's a 17-year-old girl. She's breaking her back. And, you know, she's whatever. She's cute. You know, you know how 17-year-old girls look. And it just made me think, like, there's probably a whole bunch of old pervert men in America who, you know, mail-order bride her in two seconds. I mean, evolution is all about reproduction. So, as you know, whenever I watch something, I try and look for a reproduction um, angle. And so, I don't know. She's 17. She doesn't have no kids. She's hauling 90 pounds of coal in her head. I imagine she's about to be a mom, and then I don't know what happens then. I guess she needs to get a husband who can carry the coal. Although it doesn't look like husbands do that. I guess maybe the men can get better jobs in India. They're probably very sexist over there. And the other thing it made me think of is like, like how hard is this girl working? The answer is she's working incredibly hard. In fact, I forget when she started working in the coal mine. I think it was when she was 12. So that's about, you know, when you're 12, time to work in the coal mine. And it just makes me think of how, I mean, it's not people's fault, but how they will put in so much work, so much effort, into something that leads to so much less than another avenue in life. Like, you know, I mean, school. I mean, you know, maybe this girl doesn't have a chance at school, but, like, you know, if you had a cell phone or something and you somehow could get your kid to take online classes, right? You know, like, if you just think of a shithole country, I don't know, Africa, whatever, where they ain't got no schools. If you could somehow get the kids to take an online class on their cell phone... And if she put as much effort into, you know, classwork as she does into coal mining, I mean, she would be, I mean, I don't know if she'd be a doctor. I'm sure she could at least be a nurse. Like, you know, American education level nurse. And like I say, it's not their fault. People do what they see other people around them do. Like literally, if everyone around you is studying day and night to try and become a doctor then, you know, your chances of studying day and night and trying to become a doctor shoot through the fucking roof. And if everyone around you is 
mining coal with, I mean, they don't, they're, they're pickaxe, they ain't even a pickaxe, it's like a homemade, I don't know what. But anyways, you go mine coal with your homemade, I don't know what, pickaxe. I'm not sure I have a point here, but I guess it just shows you that, like, human capital is the phrase, human capital, like, you know, you know think, of, think of a human being as a robot. And, like, you could be like, oh, this robot will make you $50,000 a year, right? So that's human capital. Well, a human being. This human being will make you $50,000 a year as a nurse. And obviously, all across the world, tons of possible human capital. Basically, we don't know, we don't know how to harness the, hu the possible human capital. We don't know how to get the most human capital out of our humans, I guess. It's like, this robot could be a doctor, but we're going to use this robot for... Mining coal, and instead of making $300,000 a year for us, this robot's going to make us $10 a day. Boy, I just, uh, that gave me a little light bulb about migration. So sure you got, like, you know, people moving to better countries or whatever, leaving their shithole country, moving to America. But just think of it, like, you know, say if you live in this little town where the <laughs> ground is heated by burning coal... And, you know, oh, hey, 50 miles down the road is a city where instead of everyone mining coal, they're used to, I don't know what, painting nails. And so, you know, you could be a young person. You're like, I'm going to move to that town and, you know, and I'm going to raise my kids. And when they grow up, they're not, you know, they're going to be surrounded by a bunch of people who make money painting nails, doing nail salon work. And then the people who live in the nail salon city are like, you know what, another 50 miles down the road, there's a bigger city. And if you take your kids there, they're going to be surrounded by kids who are, whatever, going to be working in IT call centers, you know, answering phones when banks screw up stuff in America and Americans are angry and the banks send the calls over to India. And then after that, it's like, oh, if you go to the biggest city and live in the correct neighborhood, then your kid will grow up where everyone around them is moving to America to go to university and either coming back and being a big dog or staying in America. And you can see how this works for immigration, too. It's like, you know, this girl who's <laughs> has to put burlap sacks on her floor because her, her floor is so hot. I mean, it's just a dirt floor. Um, she can move to the next... Indian City, or maybe, you know, if she, if she could move to the middle of Iowa for some freaking reason, her kids would be surrounded by people who grew up to be farmers. And maybe that's better. And then, of course, you know, if you put thousands and hundreds of thousands of Indian coal miners into the middle of Iowa, you might get problems. Like, you know, in their, in their religion or whatever, it's like, when the husband dies, you build a funeral pyre and burn his body. And then when the fire's going really good, the wife is supposed to throw herself on top of the fire and burn herself up too. And, you know, and obviously that's an exaggeration, but that's the Hindus. And uh, I ain't even talking about all the Muslim ones. You got problems there too. And I watched this other video. It's about the tar sands in Canada. And so Canada has these tar sands that are like... I guess basically sand mixed with oil. And I think if you run steam through the stuff, then the oil comes out. And I was watching a video about it with 
YouTube channel, Aaron Witt, A-A-R-O-N-W-I-T-T. And what was interesting is they got the biggest freaking equipment in the world to work on this tar sands. Like, they got the biggest dump trucks ever. I mentioned earlier, like, you know, dump trucks were like, the tire is twice as tall as a person. I think they called them 400 ton dump trucks. And almost all of it's made by Caterpillar, which is, you know, that's interesting. You know, people are like, oh, America doesn't make anything and sell it to the world. America does make stuff and sell it to the world. And one of those big, the biggest one is Boeing. So the, the number one thing that Boeing, or sorry, that America exports is airplanes. Like, we make the best airplanes, you know, the 737, etc. And another big thing after that is Caterpillar, or CAT. All that equipment that's painted yellow. And having 17-year-olds carrying around 90 pounds of something on their head is not the most efficient way to go. And for the tar sands, it just seems like, like the bigger the equipment, the more efficient it is. And so there they got the absolute biggest stuff. And this isn't anti-woke, but I just want to talk about excavators for a second. So... An excavator, right, is it has it has tracks, you know, like tank tank treads, bulldozer treads, and then it has a cabin on the top that can spin all the way around, and then it has an arm with a sc scooper, a scoop, I don't know, whatever you call it. And so I just been watching a lot of YouTube videos about giant cat equipment, and what's interesting is that I, I think when I was a kid I thought that like bulldozers were one of the biggest things. But in fact, I think like the, the biggest cat bulldozer is not that big compared to, for instance, the biggest cat dump truck. Like the biggest cat dump truck, the biggest cat bulldozer, it's like the size of a small house. The biggest cat dump truck is like the size of an enormous house. But even beyond that, what I was not aware of is that what you really want, I mean, basically everything needs to be the correct size for the job that you're doing. And so, if you're loading dump trucks, what you want is a super-duper giant excavator. Like, you don't want an excavator that has to take 20 scoops to fill up the, to fill up that, you know, the building-sized dump truck. You want one that can just go one scoop, two scoop, three scoop, done. And so, as far as I can tell, well, I'll tell you, the, the biggest equipment in the world is a crane. Movable crane, but I don't even want to go there. But except for cranes, the biggest equipment are these excavators, and they're just made so that they can fill a super giant dump truck really, really quick. And then, you know, and then I guess when you have a mine where you're doing the tar sands, um, you get one excavator and you buy 10 dump trucks, and that way the dump trucks are constantly being filled and moving down the road. Well, so the 17 year old girl. The story of the video continues, and in fact, she got into some sort of program to teach her to read and write, and she's saying that she wishes she could spend more time studying instead of having to work in the coal mine. I think previously they said her mom was the coal miner, but her mom was too injured or something, so she had to do it for the family. And there's a dad there, and I don't know what he does. But it's interesting. They show a notepad that this girl is writing on and so i paused the youtube video to try and read it and it's in it's in english I mean, she doesn't speak english in the video at all but 
She's learning to do English in her school. And her writing says something like, Of all the New Delhi sultans whose fighting was the something-something who had received something philosophical something wanted to bring about many changes. So I feel like that's pretty good. I mean, I, I mean, whatever. She could be a doctor. I'll tell you what. She could be a doctor with her handwriting. But it was another thought that I had, which is that, I mean, first off, a lot of American kids are lazy, obviously. Like, you know, whatever. They can, they can, they can read and write English, and they can't get ahead one lick. But the other problem is for the world, you kind of need to know English. I mean, there's a few other languages, you know. If you live in France and you know French, you can get away with that. But for all these shithole poor countries, um... You really need to learn English. I mean, if, if you're if you're speaking some weird ass language in the middle of Africa, uh, you need to learn English first. Like before you learn a skill, you need to learn English. I mean, maybe Swahili, which is what the Zulus speak in um, South Africa. Maybe maybe you can go on your phone and get lessons in Swahili. I mean, I kind of you know and become a nurse. I mean, I doubt it. Anyways, English is important. Makes me think of a thing I read about India once. Um, the richest people in India are the people who speak English at home. Like, India has... I mean, I think America has the most English speakers of any country. You know, makes sense. We're a big-ass country, and our main language is English. As opposed to, say, China, where they're even a bigger country. But their main um, language is... It's not Chinese, but you get the idea. But India, because they were so lucky, I mean, literally, they were super lucky to be um, colonized by the British back in the day. I believe, you know, they're the, they're the only country that is incontrovertibly lucky to have been colonized. You know, evil white man is India. I did a podcast on that. I'm not going to go into that again. But in any case, there's a ton of English speakers in India but they're not good English speakers. You know, like I say, when you when you ask for customer service and you get someone with a funny accent, they're probably in India. But there's this very small, a very small amount of the people who live in India speak English at home. Like there's a lot of people who speak English, but they're not that good at it and they don't speak it at home. Like, you know, hey, hey mom, hey dad, hey son, hey daughter, how's your day? Anyways, those people, I, I'm sure they're way richer than Amer. You know, your average your average American is nothing compared to your average English speaker at home in India. Like they're super rich, they're super educated, they're super well off. I'm sure they're all Brahmin, which is the highest caste. And I think a lot of them, what they were is like uh, Britain had a rule that said British soldiers could not have sex with Indian women and have families. But obviously, sometimes someone you tell someone not to have sex, and then they go have sex, and then all of a sudden there's a kid. Anyways, I think they're kind of descended from that group. And I think those people are richer than the people who, like, went back home to Britain. Probably back home in Britain, they got their teeth falling out with no braces. So the video continues, and they're interviewing this girl, and she says, quote, I want to work in banking or nursing or as a beautician. And so I hadn't even watched this part. When I said that some people want to paint nails or whatever, 
That's just a famous thing. It's a famous thing for girls to want to do. I guess it just shows you that it's not, it's not society that tells girls to want to be beautiful, aka beautician stuff. Uh, it's purely genetic. Or not purely genetic, but it's overwhelmingly genetic. And the last quote of the show, I'll give it to you here. She says, I really like carrying coal on my bicycle because I love riding my bike. Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.